0: You are now listening to the Purpose
1: Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess and not everybody
2: has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet and successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary with it and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Added Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, homie? It's a good day today. What's up, man?
2: Chillin', brother. How you doing, man? Man,
1: I feel... Good and and that's coming off of a week where I was sick and thought that I wasn't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was down, boy. I was I was down bad.
2: Yeah, I didn't think you was gonna make it either. I started figuring how I'm gonna do the podcast by myself.
1: <laughs> hey, you would have been fine, man. You crazy enough to to pull it off? They wouldn't even uh, know I was going. You'd have had multiple. Uh,
2: I I did one episode and I was done. It was. Over. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. I'm not doing this by myself. <laughs> I appreciate that. Somebody got to carry on the legacy, though. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I, I can't do this one by myself. I may start a new one and call it uh, Addict to the Purpose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you just going to go
2: ahead and retire this
1: one? Yeah, rebrand <laughs> Add it. Addict to the Purpose. Hey, welcome to the new spinoff, Addict to the Purpose.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, so. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you don't got no sense. I swear. (laughs) I swear. But that's the part that I love about you. So don't change.
2: I appreciate it, fam.
1: Man, catch the people up on on how the team team did. I know y'all, the playoffs just ended, or y'all in
2: the thick of it. Talk to us. What happened? Well, this is going to take us right into um, what blew my mind. And this is going to be more like, so what's on my mind, or what I've learned about myself. Well, um, season's over. Finished 11 and 8. We lost in the conference championship, but we still got to go because we won, the, we won the area in the regular season. So we lost in the first round of the playoffs, uh, 65-61. Mm. Um, and what I have learned about myself is um, I don't mind losing, but I hate losing when I should have won, when I know that I was better. Or you know what I'm saying? I, mm. I cannot stomach, I cannot live with underachieving. And um and, and and it's it's tough because you're dealing with kids and you don't wanna um I don't wanna minimize the work. We had a great regular season. I mean, if you look at the regular season, we finished at eleven and six. Um, best record in about uh eight, nine years. Um first time we hosted an area championship in over two decades, like from really? the research that I'm doing, so we had an amazing regular season but um once we got into the post season, we didn't perform well, and um particularly the second game that actually put us out um we didn't we didn't shoot the ball well, and you know, I could take the L, but it's it's driving me crazy, like I tell my kids we don't want to live um live on woodofs could ofs Mm-hmm. Should have um but the should have drive me crazy when you should have pulled that one out and you didn't and I'm just like trying to apply that to life and I'm like I've just made up my mind that I would never ever again should have did something and not did it and 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 um make that be the reason why I don't succeed is because I should have did something was the moment too big Possibly possibly um I mean we can go back and psychoanalyze it all we want um, the, the 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 easiest way to put it, they made shots we didn't, <laughs> you know. Right. That they put the the orange thing in the orange thing, when they needed to, and and we didn't. So, um, you know, you could get back to behind the psychology of it. Um, you could say uh, the moment was too big. You could say. Uh, but did you early?
1: do you subscribe to that theory that that there's some things that as we are working towards achieving goals or getting wins that because we've never been there before, we end up taking the loss because there's a lot of, I don't know what to expect. So you you know what I'm saying? You all, you're constantly looking around as opposed to being locked in the zone.
2: Well, I think from that perspective, I think sometimes if I was to say I believed in any of that, it would be sometimes you went as far as you possibly could go. Hmm. Um, you went as far as you possibly can go. But the other side of that is when it's time to perform, somebody's got to perform. Point blank period. And it's either you rise to the occasion or you don't. And that's just life. You hmm. know, when the baby needs some diapers and you running short on the job, you get relieved from your job. Is either are you executing or are you not? When you're trying to build a business, A brand or whatever it's are you executing or are you not and it's like you know you you could come up with anything cute you want but i think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day or at least how i think of it at the end of the day um you you gotta go execute yeah yeah
1: yeah any moment any moment that you haven't encountered you You lack the experience of being there, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't know necessarily what the environment is going to look
2: like. And to your point, with the moment being too big, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. Two hours before game time, we found out that the team that we would have played in the second round, they beat the number two team in the state. And they were ranked number 13, so they upset that team. Mm. And then two hours before the game, we found out that they were not gonna be able to play because they caught two cases of COVID. Mm. So had we won, we would have jumped around and went straight to the Elite Eight.
1: And and you knew that going into the game.
2: So yes, to your point, it might have been the pressure got them. The like, moment, the, the moment, moment just moment, went up that much. That much, and it was just too big for them, and they couldn't um they couldn't perform possibly. But all right,
1: playing devil's advocate, every moment that you get into. For the most part, you prepare for it, right? Y'all played a regular season. Y'all practice. You have your base fundamentals, right? And those fundamentals are designed to be able to give you confidence in these uh, uncharted waters, times that you've never been in. So, how do you get a group of kids, or how does an individual reset and think about the fundamentals? you know, to give them confidence in that big moment so that they can show up and show out?
2: Um, I think it goes back to your preparation. If you have adequately prepared, like um, what I love about, there's a lot of things in music that you can apply to sports. And one of the things in in music that you definitely can apply to sports is repetition. You know, um, the great ones do things repetitively not because they're trying to make it every time, but because that one time when they need it, they gotta make it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm gonna swing this bat 10,000 times a day. I'm gonna shoot this jump shot 500 times a week, 500 times a day. Not because I'm expecting to make every shot, but when these shots need to fall, they're gonna fall because of the repetition.
1: Mm. I mean, just, just listen at that. I mean, think about that for a second. Yeah.
2: You know, like I tell my expectation band... Expectation to hit it every time. Yeah, just like with the band, we practice... Bro, we practice, but we practice at that level so many times for one performance. Every single time. So we, we put in those hours for one performance, and, and that, that's just what it is. So to be comfortable in that moment... And, you know, one of the brilliant things of working with teenagers... Is when you begin to hear them say things that you say to them
1: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 as you say that, I vividly remember my leading scorer saying to one of the other guys, the guy said i'm nervous or something, and I remember him hearing, You good, you've prepped for this, you're built for this and it was it was like the most amazing thing to hear um so i think to be in that moment it all goes back to did you prepare and how did you prepare most both mentally and both physically you can't tell me you ready for the moment but when that baton is in your hand you 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 don't want the baton you try to yeah that baton away you're not ready no. for that baton. when that yeah. baton comes you grabbing that mother sucker yeah you, you run it like all right give me it. give it to me give it to me i'm ready give it to me yeah
1: yeah especially when you know you prepared and prepared you know, the right you know, way you, yeah yeah it, it, the the lack of confidence is long before you got in the moment. Yeah, yeah. There was, you can you mm-hmm. can easily identify what you should have done. That's where the shoulders and the cutters and yeah. the waters come
2: into play. You know, shoulda, waters cutters, and you know, it, and it's one even me as a coach, I'm questioning myself, but I'm just looking at the brass tacks of you know there was some situation things that I could have been differently done differently, and I will put that in my pipe for later, but when you look at the brass tacks. The way I prepared my guys, could they have won if they just executed on the way they prepared? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I'm just beating myself up. So the team, the two teams in the final eight are a team that we should have beat and a team that we beat twice. Mm. And they're going to the final four, the winner. Mm. Tough, bro. Tough, bro.
1: Yeah, it's tough to see tough bro. so it's tough to see those wins but hey the, the moment gave you and your team those kids some lessons
2: yeah that
1: will prepare them for life Yeah, because that's the that's the piece that i've always appreciated about sports is yeah even if you made it to a professional level the stuff that you get from sports was about life because mm-hmm. you can't play that sport forever you might do well enough to retire and live comfortable, but you still needed certain skill sets from what that sport gave you to help you in life.
2: Yeah. And, and I don't know how to relate that message to them because it's a tough one, but shoot, I made up last night. We talked right before and I said, I had something to tell you. I made up my mind last night that I will never in my life again, underachieve. I don't know how that looks. I don't know what that looks like, mm-hmm. but, and I, I can't even recall how often I've done it. Um, not to brag, but I've made up my mind that I will never ever again, under If I lose, it was because I wasn't good enough, <laughs> and I could take that because you can always get better if you're not good enough. But if yeah. I if I'm losing because I didn't execute on something I wouldn't I should have done, um, it, it, it it's happened twice this year. It's not happening no more. Definitely. Yeah.
1: You know, this is a a good transition to kind of lean into today's topic. Um, And I'll tell you where it came from. Um, The idea of opportunities being deserved versus earned. Opportunities being deserved versus earned, right? And you think about that for a second. Here's where it came from. I was talking with an old friend um, and he was mentioning how his son, uh, he's trying to impart on his son good work ethic right he's trying to get him to understand how hard you got to work in that frequency like you talked about right now this guy this guy that i'm talking about growing up me him bunch of us in the neighborhood we used to go at it in terms of sports you name the sport we was going at and i mean going at it hard pushing each other right and it was just fun for us but every day we woke up looking forward to let's go to the court Let's go find an open field. Let's play football. Right. Mm-hmm. And we playing tackle. We're not playing two hand touch. You know, we are we we are the iron that's going to sharpen the iron of one another. Right. And he's trying to get his son to see that kind of work ethic and the value of it. Right. So mm-hmm. we're talking about this, but deserve versus earned opportunities. I'm going I'm to open this conversation up with a controversial question, or at least I feel like it's a controversial question. We see people winning and we see people reach a certain status level, right? I looked at it and kind of broke it down to three areas and I want you to rank them in terms of value. I want you to rank them in terms of value as to how we see people getting to their spot. So some people get to their spot by legacy. Some people pay cash for it and other people get their Through work ethic. So legacy,
2: cash,
1: work ethic. Rank them in terms of value.
2: And I'm curious why. For me personally, it's work ethic. When you say cash, what you mean? Like you just bought your your way?
1: You bought it or somebody paid for it for you.
2: Man, um, you know, legacy is not always a bad thing because um, sometimes your legacy doesn't always mean that it was handed to you. Sometimes it means that your name carries weight and you just work the name to make it happen. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't act for no handouts. You might have got one or two opportunities because of who you were. But at the end of the day, you got in the arena and you hit the park. Um, My initial brain wants to say that legacy and cash is both trash, but I don't agree with that for real. So I'm going to go work, legacy, and then cash like you bought your way.
1: So giving some more context around the cash piece, if I as a parent I'm making moves now to set my kids up for success in the future. And I now have the ability to pay for opportunities for my children to succeed. Is that necessarily a bad thing? And I know that kind of coincides with legacy and it also coincides with work ethic, right? I'm working my tail off now to provide a better future for my kids and as parents
2: that's ultimately what we do that that's a different context though than what you just exactly. said. exactly that's a and i left context. it
1: vague i left it vague on purpose because we often think if the opportunity was paid for like you immediately think of the whole scandal with what's her name uh on becky yeah Aunt becky right paying for opportunities and that's oftentimes what you see yeah. but if i have the cash to pay for an opportunity for myself my family whomever why is that a bad thing?
2: It, it's not inherently bad. You put in the work. It, it's not. It, it's not in, inherently bad. But it, it just depends on which lens you look at the, at the question. If I'm paying cash for my son to do something to be successful, then in and of itself, that's not bad. Yeah. If my son takes the hard earned money that I work for, and he goes to a CEO of Fortune Five and says, "Listen, I will give you two million dollars." If you give me this position, then it becomes a situation of cash. I mean, in real life, I believe I could, I could, I could argue that legacy and cash are all on the same level. Um, You know, the, the, the work part is, the work will determine the legacy and the cash So Naturally it will sit above, but the legacy and the cash is, is, is to me kind of on the same level. I think the, the, the,
1: Deeper, larger concept to consider is for the individual who is given the opportunity or who the opportunity is for, I think it has a lot to do with internally, what's the identity they connect with?
2: Mm. Are you
1: connecting with the legacy part of it? My name carries weight, the name that my father and my grandfather passed down to me. And so I understand the magnitude of this, this opportunity and these opportunities that I'm given. Or is your name connected with, man, this was paid for. Mm. Yeah, paid for. You know what I mean? Like, we <clears throat> bought this. Like, I deserve this. And that, again, that's where this whole deserved versus earned opportunity conversation or debate comes from. What's 100%. what's the identity you connect with as the individual, regardless of how it was afforded to you? You know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when you look at a person's level of success, does it matter to you how they got
2: there? Um, yeah, no. Yeah, no. And no. And you know, when we have this conversation, and I don't mean, I don't intend to go so far left, but you think about the conversations of something like reparations.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, um, who deserves it, how you deserve it, whatever. Um, I I I don't know if I am able to really process how somebody got there, if I, I really focus myself on that. Um, because we know it happened. We know that people are being afforded opportunity because of their legacy, their names, whatever, whatever. But me personally... I'm not sure that I'm put off by it or even pay attention to it, if that makes sense. How about you? Um, speaking
1: honestly, you try not to, right? But yeah. you can't help but to dig into a person's story. In yeah. terms, you see people winning. Like, hey, how did you get there? Like, I, I, I'm the type that if I see somebody doing well, I want to learn from it. How did you get here? But it's that moment that you go to ask them their story, and they go, "Oh, my dad paid for this," or you know, my my family's name got me this. Or in the story, they tell you that this opportunity you can you can decipher that this opportunity came because of legacy or because of cash, as opposed to work ethic. And then now it's on me to determine how I view this person's level of success. Is it diminished? but at the same time this is where i had to check myself like <clears throat> i'm trying to do the same thing for my kids. I am trying to create a legacy and a name that when my kids show up they go, "Oh, you Vix? Oh, come on." Yeah. I mean that's 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 how we've always operated. You you could think back to when we were younger and you show up at at a club or a party and you know the dude at the door.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm
1: hope hey, this me, let me in right? It's a much easier route. In some instances it's wrong. And so if I'm being honest, yeah, there are times that I do look at a person's success and it is diminished or devalued just a bit in my mind, depending on the path they got there. We tend to have more respect for people who got it out the mud and that work ethic, but why does that have to be a rite of passage?
2: Yeah, I think I focus more on the opportunity as I listen to you speak. Like, As opposed to like, I I will admit, I believe personally, there have been some opportunities that have not been afforded to me in terms of jobs and such and such because of my background. Let's just put it that way. And I, I think in my field, I don't necessarily fit the status quo in a lot of different areas. Yeah. So I believe that that's the case but I don't know I think the adversity or the what you see when you see those things happen is not as important as the reaction and for me it becomes a thing of like okay well I see this now what can I do to top this if that makes sense like I see that I'm being overlooked here. I see that Rich Johnny's getting his job over here. I see that Timmy is eating because his last name is Tim, Timmy Tim, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Daddy Tim put him on. Okay, so what do you have to do as an individual to put yourself in those spaces regardless of the situation? Yeah, yeah, in spite of. In spite of.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I keep referencing a parent but, you know, that's where this this whole idea came from, a friend with, with his son. It's like, okay, so kid gets there, they get the opportunity, but how do you help them to then appreciate the opportunity? And, I mean, that that goes for us as as adults, too, is regardless of how you got there, if, if somebody else said, hey, tell them I sent you, and that got you the opportunity, you still got to get in and make the most of the opportunity. You yeah, still got to work. Here's the,
2: yeah, here's the thing on that. Legacy and cash can get you there. Work, ethic, and character is gonna keep you there. There it is. And that's the difference, fam. That that's there that's the difference. It is, you know, I tell anybody, just get me in the room and let me talk. If you get me in the room, give me an opportunity to talk, I'm gonna convince you that this is what we need to do and where we need to go. If Absolutely. you're listening or or haven't determined that this legacy or this cash over here is more important than what I'm saying. So I I think to the bigger point. Earned versus deserved. It, it kind of goes back, and I, and I hate the guys, I'm probably not as bitter as I sound, but it goes back to um, kind of like my basketball team. If we're talking about earned versus deserved, did you earn your way to that playoff game? Absolutely. Did you have a great season? Absolutely. But based on the way you performed, did you deserve to win? Mm-hmm. None of us deserve nothing if you didn't put in the work. Yeah. You know, I I think you deserve what you earned in a lot of ways. You, you know, what what you get is 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 should always be a direct correlation to what you put in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You deserve that. Like they they say, if you're gonna do dirt, right? And you end up getting punished for it, you deserve that. You did
2: dirt. You deserve what you got there. You did dirt. You know, um. You know, you, you put in the work, you deserve to win. Now, and, and it goes both ways. If you earned it, you got there, you won, you deserved it. Yeah. Earned it, you got there and didn't perform, guess what? You deserved deserve that. That too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let, let me ask you this, like making it a little more personal. Think about for yourself some of the best opportunities that you've been afforded. I think exposure plays a huge part into this discussion when you think about your best opportunities, who put you on, who put you on, who exposed you?
2: Um, my major professor um, who, who chaired my, um, my dissertation, I think she opened the door for me, left getting my doctorate degree she opened the door for me. In a lot of ways, actually, she, Dr. Keeney has been very influential in my entire education career oh. um, with getting me, keeping me, pushing me towards the door. I guess that's the best way. When I would try to go the other way, like, I'm not going to do this, she yeah, would nudge yeah. me and say, no, boy, go this way. Go do that. And I mean, it, it has happened um, a lot. But like outside of that, I can honestly and unequivocally say that I don't think there's much that I've been given
1: as opposed to just shown the door shown where to go
2: and knocking it out the damn park. Yeah. I I don't think like who put me on, like I've I've had, and I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a really sticky line because I've had a lot of people like for even the basketball coach, my principal, Took a gamble on me. He gave me an opportunity. Um, I've been given a lot of opportunities, but I'm not sure that I've necessarily been put on like, yo, you come with me, we're gonna put you in. I don't think that's happened for me yet, if that makes sense.
1: It does, it does. So, you know, the thought that comes to mind is when you when you are given those opportunities i guess where my head goes is did you feel like you deserved them when you got them
2: goddamn right
1: okay (laughs) okay was there ever a time you felt like you didn't deserve the opportunity because sometimes people see something in us that we don't see in ourselves right and you you tend to suffer from that imposter syndrome
2: yeah of course yeah 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 but but um That's just a psychological thing, feeling like an imposter. Like there's times when I'm when I'm I'm writing. Like yesterday I was working on a presentation poster and I'm like, man, they're gonna read this and they're gonna be like, who gave this guy a doctorate degree? You know what I'm saying? But I I know I earned that, but I, I think that idea of imposter syndrome is is more of a psychological thing, just a game that you just have to play with yourself. You know, yeah. and, and 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 know that you did the work and trust in your work. And it is it, like if you know wholeheartedly that you've put in the time and you put in the work, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm um in this research that talks about ego development theory and how people develop, like all people, especially leaders, but it talks about how people develop and how they mature and their behaviors and how their personality plays a factor into the, I guess, the equation of producing a person's behavior. Example, it says your personality is fixed. Like who you are is who you you
2: are. are. But yeah,
1: as the world around you changes and the way that you see it changes, your behavior will then adapt as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and so in learning about that, there's this idea that our identity and how we see ourselves is like seen through three different lenses. Right. So there's the internal lens, you know, how you see yourself, what, what you think and how you see yourself. Okay. Then there's, looking outward, right? thinking about how or assuming how people view you, mm-hmm. right? because we have that assumption is how i see myself, how i think people see me. And then later there's the finding out how people actually see you. Hmm. Right? And the the three of those things play a huge factor into a person person's identity and who they are. It 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 then alters their what do you call it? It alters their behavior. Um, the personality won't change in the process, but it's definitely going to alter how they interact with people. It's definitely going to alter how they take advantage of opportunities. It's going to alter how they work within the opportunities that they're given. And, and I think it's it's so interesting to like study and see the development of a human being, especially when I look back at the opportunities that I've been given up to this point and how if you were to go back and see your your teen self, your 16 year old self, if you wrote some stuff down, you ever go find an old yearbook where you wrote down your thoughts or an old journal and you go, man, I was thinking like that. That That's who I was in that time in That moment. Yeah. Yeah. Versus who you are now. Right. And you see, you know, you understand that it plays it ties directly into how do we see the world and how do we think the world sees us? Yeah. like it's, it's real
2: interesting. Let me ask you this question. Cause I feel like I'm missing something. What gravitated you to this topic? Like what's on your mind in regards to this topic? So
1: I think for me, I'm at a moment in life where I'm reflecting back on the opportunities I was given. And, um. I realized that I, I had a successful career in sales. And I was having a conversation with my dad the other day. And I was like, you know, I appreciate you and, and mom for what y'all gave me because I realized I got the best of both worlds. I got two people who are natural extroverts who understand how to read people, read rooms, and they're natural communicators. And those inherently were passed down to me, which has allowed me to be successful in my career. And so I know that I was able to get the opportunities from the work ethic that I acquired and learned over the years, Mm -hmm. but I was also able to keep the opportunities Mm -hmm. because of the inherent skill sets and work ethic that I had got. So between my friend talking about his son and me thinking about my kids, trying to impart on them the necessary skill sets, as well as understanding where I got what I was given who put me on it got me here thinking all right was was the opportunities i got deserved or earned mm. were they deserved to earn and so that's that's why i'm here that's how i got here to this topic i'm like i'm it's curious a
2: combination see when you say it, when you say cuz I, I i've thought back through it and, and it's a combination because um people take gambles on you and provide you opportunities. Um, and I think they both could be deserved and earned. Absolutely. It, it's, um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was sticky for me because I, I was just thinking, I was just thinking my way back through it of, um, you know, what's the, diff- okay, let me ask you the question. What's the difference between an opportunity and a handout?
1: an opportunity versus a handout
2: and, and i mean when you when you presented legacy cash work that's kind of where my mind went and that's why i can confidently say i've had opportunities but i've never ever had ha- had a handout like i i've had to go and get what it is so where's the line between an opportunity and a handout, because even so, right? Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay.
1: The, the the line is, do you have to work within it to, to actually receive the blessing from it? That's the difference between a, a handout and um, an opportunity. Because think about every opportunity I've been given, it was like, all right, so here's the opportunity. Now you hear it's on you. You got to do gotcha. this to make it grow versus gotcha. you get there and they go, you ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is sit in place.
2: It runs itself. Gotcha. That's a handout. Okay. I think that's the clearest, the clearest phase of a handout, but how about this? Okay. Um, how about this? I have a job within my company that requires a master's degree. I have a buddy who has an associates, but because he's my buddy, I give him the job at the master's level. Is that an opportunity? And I say, listen, you sit in the position, you work, but meanwhile, you gotta get da 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 do this, do this. Is that an opportunity or is that a handout?
1: That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity because again, he's gotta get there and do work to get the blessing from it. Gotcha. He's gotta do work. At the end of the day, it all falls back on work ethic and whether or not you got to work to get something out of it. Like you could plant a seed, but if you don't work the ground, water it, nurture it, and take care of it, you're not going to get the blessing of that seed growing into something. But if you are given a flower, that's a fake plant, and you have to do nothing to it, but it's just nice decor, it looks good, right? And just sitting over there in the corner, that's a handout. That's a gift. Gotcha. That's the difference, and I think that as a society, that's how we see and evaluate who deserves what and who's earned what. Gotcha. That's where it is for me.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, you deserve what you earn. You do. Um, you do. This is this is a this is a tricky one here.
1: <laughs> so I guess here's the other piece too that I was thinking about. When you think about the skill sets you acquire, the gems that you get from these different opportunities, when something is, when an opportunity is afforded to you because of legacy, what, what skill sets are you given when it's a legacy uh, opportunity versus one you had to work from the bottom up to get? You know what I mean? Like, Like... Does that make sense, what I'm asking?
2: Yeah, but it's hard to me to res- resonate with it because I'm not from that elk. I'm not from that.
1: But you've seen people who have been given opportunities from it, from, from legacy, right? And that's what I'm thinking about. As you've observed people in these different spectrums, you you yourself may identify with work ethic. I, my opportunities came from work ethic. You've seen people who were given opportunities because somebody paid for it. You've Mm -hmm. seen people who've been given opportunities because of legacy. So Mm -hmm. when you think about the difference in those personalities and those people, what have you noticed
2: about Uh, a certain level of entitlement, a lack of appreciation for the process, um, a lack of understanding of somebody who didn't get that handout or get, excuse me, get that, that wasn't, that doesn't have the same legacy or wasn't able to just be walk into that that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes taking things for granted taking the opportunity for granted and diminishing the value of the moment whereas mm-hmm. like you know if you're given five dollars and that's all you have you're going to value that five dollars a lot different if you if you worked for it like you bust mm-hmm. your butt to get mm-hmm. that five dollars it means a lot more mm-hmm. so I guess that has been my experience around people who have been in that legacy path or in that cash path yeah.
1: I, there's a disconnect in the process, in the process. And that to me, I think is where this conversation really hinges on is yeah. understanding the process of how you got here or how one gets here. Cause like to use your example, your your buddy who has an associate's degree is given an opportunity at a master's level yeah. Well, he's not going to understand the process that you have to go through to get a master's and then be afforded an opportunity like this.
2: Yeah. Um, now I'm completely for reparations. <laughs> <laughs> Just that bad <fast> you switched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it completely changed my mind. I got one last
1: question for you. How does this conversation tie into purpose?
2: How does this conversation tie into purpose? I think, when I think of purpose, I think of a relentless pursuit of what you feel as though you was put here to do. So, in that pursuit of your purpose, there shouldn't be a rock unturned. There shouldn't be a a measure you won't go to to achieve that purpose so for me it goes back to kind of what we've agreed on like you deserve what you earn and your your purpose is is always going to be connected to the lengths you took to go accomplish that goal or achieve that purpose or pursue that purpose if that makes Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm.
1: for me no that's good i i I absolutely connect with that, you know, that relentless pursuit to understand the history behind the opportunity Mm -hmm. is directly connected to discovering and walking in your purpose. It's the process. It's educating yourself on the process. How did we get here? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because you'll be more informed and make better decisions within the opportunity to maximize the opportunity. Cause that's what I think we're all trying to do, regardless yeah. of how the opportunity was afforded to us. We're just trying to maximize it,
2: maximize Some of us, mm-hmm.
1: it some of us, yeah, again. <laughs> where do you place value on how you got the opportunity? Let's do this. Let's close out. And I, and I got this quote that, that came across, came across my path, maybe a few weeks ago, And at first, I wasn't sure how it sat with me, but having had this conversation, I think is the most appropriate quote for today. It says, soon you will see why you got what you needed and not what you prayed for. Soon you will see why you got what you needed and not what you prayed for,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, we oftentimes ask for what we think we need and we see opportunities that we think we need, but it isn't until after the fact, after we go through the process, after we get into the opportunity that we realize this is why I got what I got. This is why I got what I needed as opposed to what I asked and what I prayed for. So to all our listeners, be patient in your process.
2: Well, that sounds good, but I'm not happy about this L I took on Wednesday, but go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> you got to be patient in your process. Man. I know it, man. It is maybe, you know, maybe this is the catalyst to push it forward, propel us forward. Man, but, I so, mean, that's, that's hundred percent true. Like I've been trying to, I've asked that question. What are you trying to teach me? Do this God, do all of this, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
1: man. no, there, you know, we, we, I think that God in, uh, gives us intentional L's. Holy we may man. have worked hard and probably do deserve to win, but I think the bigger win it comes from getting this L. Yeah. I'm going to give you this L right now because if I allow you to win right here, I can see ahead that this is not going to you're not going to be able to maximize this opportunity that you're going to be given. You need this L motivating you and fueling you. So I'm going to give you this L right now. Take this L. It's what you need, not what you prayed for.
2: And chill out, man. You got to take it anyway
1: <laughs> to all our listeners. We appreciate you rocking with us. Like always, listen, go like, subscribe, share the show. Our listeners, our viewers are growing and we appreciate that support. If you want to reach out and connect with us, we're on uh, all the social media uh, email. You can reach us at purposeaddicts addicts, at gmail.com again, purposeaddicts addicts, zero two at gmail.com. And as always, man, go live life on purpose. We out. Peace.